Elliot, did you hear NASA is sending a probe into the sun and they want you to send your name uh, into them so that it can be saved on the spacecraft? If they do that, I mean, won't the names and the ship and everything just burn up? No, actually, it's okay. NASA says they're going to fly in at night. Was I funny? No. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Chief Conrad and Elliot Serrano. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek number 114. I'm Keith Conrad with uh, Elliot Serrano. At Keith R. Conrad on Twitter, at Elliot Serrano on Twitter. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Pretty easy to find. Uh, also, if you want to find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, I would imagine you've already done that since you're, you know, listening to the podcast. But uh, also, you know, definitely rate us and, uh, and give us a comment or two because, uh, well, it helps us get better and it also helps people find us. So that's good. If there's anything we need, it's to be found. Because it, it is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I am somewhat heartened that every once in a while I'll look at the Facebook page and I get the notices that <clears throat> like 25 new people have looked at the Geek Counter Geek page. I'm like, oh, wow. So, And um, yet again, you're posting stuff on there. It's spoiling shit. That's okay. <laughs> I won't, uh, I mean, when I can't look at our own show page without being warned by a spoiler, by my own partner! <laughs> should, should I have, a, should we have like a, a statute of limitations? Like, uh, uh, you know, it'll be like, like one week, we can, a week yeah, or something one like week that. window, say, grace period. Yeah. But I'll be looking, I look at the page and go, uh, oh, oh, well. But, you know, but luckily, though, it's funny. So far, everything that, um, that, that's been out there that could be spoiled, I'm already spoiled on it. So, you know, but we talked about this last time, Black Panther. I still haven't seen the movie, but I'm, I know everything that happened. So I'll see it eventually. Um, I think it's, yeah. it's going to be released on Blu-ray next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi is actually coming out on a digital uh, release this week. And then I think it's uh, – then I think you can actually buy the physical Blu-ray and such uh, – in a couple weeks, but it, but it's actually yeah. you will be able to own the Last Jedi in some form this week. I, I already have actually the Last Jedi, uh, the novelization act. Um, actually, they, uh, it was sent to me, and uh, we we talked about this in um, in a previous Geek Counter Geek, and I'm um, I'm happy to spoil that for folks too. Um, but FYI, I was right again. Well, you have to be more specific than that, because. <laughs> well, remember we were talking about they were talking about they were going to add uh, Han Solo's um, funeral. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, and we were saying how are they going to do that? How can they add Han Solo's funeral? Because it's um, like when the movie starts, when the new, when the Last Jedi starts, they're busy evacuating, right? Yeah, and, and said, it's oh. supposed to be literally minutes later. Minutes later, right? So I and, then, and I said, "Oh, they probably did it in that time between the time Ray leaves 
um, the the rebel base to find Luke. You know, when we see Leia for the last time, and before we see the evacuation of of the I'm sorry, the Resistance base. They don't call themselves rebels till later, which makes no sense to me. But that's me. <clears throat> the Resistance base in the beginning of Last Jedi. Well, and I said, oh yeah, it's got to take place somewhere in between there. And yes, it does. In fact, it takes place like moments before. Um, uh, moments before the action, we we see the, um, the the all that all the stuff going down in um, in the beginning of the Last Jedi. So let's Paul with say, his like, Paul with his you know, Yo Mama joke, you know things yeah, before, like that. It, right before that, yes, uh, before all that, it's like it almost like literally takes place during the opening crawl. <laughs> you don't see it because the opening crawl is happening, <laughs> and then cut to. You know, uh, Octo, not, yeah, it was Octo, and then cut to the Rebel base, and da 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 da. So, Bing Bang Boom. I, I, I've heard, I've heard. There's actually not a whole lot of uh, revelations in it, other than you know, other than Han's funeral. That's that's really, that's really about it. Well, they do another thing in the very beginning, and it's something that happened in the. They reveal some folks revealed on social media. Um, on the very first page of chapter one, there's a reference to Luke's wife. Oh, well, that that makes things interesting. Yes. Well, the interest ends at the end of that chapter. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. The the interest in his wife or the interest in general? The interest... Uh, yes. <laughs> so, needless to say, I was like hooked for a moment, and then I went, uh, "Wait, wait a minute! Yeah. It's not one of those uh, those dolphin nuns from Octu, is it?" No. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if that's your thing, you know, you I, do I you. I was reading it, and I, 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 gave, I, I wanted to give uh, Jason Fry. He's the 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 author of the Last Jedi. I wanted to give him his props because he went back. He went back into the classic trilogy and um, and Luke's childhood. And I was like, oh, wow, that wow, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, And then but as the chapter progressed, I was going, wait a minute, this isn't right. Hold on. Something hanky's happening here. And then by the time you got to the end of the chapter, you're like, oh, Oh well, well thanks for nothing. So, <laughs> so I mean, now I've gotten like four chapters in, and yes, the book does really flesh out a lot of the characters. You know, the characters more we learn a little bit more about the the relationship between Rose and her sister who dies at the beginning of the Last Jedi. Um, which is funny. It, it just occurred to me, you know, unless. I don't remember The Last Jedi really pointing out that that was Rose's sister that died on the bomber. Um, so well, they had, the, was, they had the matching uh, necklace thing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I have to. Well, if you didn't, ca- if you didn't catch that yeah. detail, but I'm like, oh, they're the only Asians. So I'm assuming they're related. Just like, <laughs> just like all, you know, just like all, you know, everyone was saying Finn has to be related to Lando Calrissian because there are only like so many black people in Star Wars, and you know, and 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 at some point Poe Dameron and and um, and the Benicio del Toro character will be revealed as being related because there are only so many Hispanics, and yet all mm-hmm. the white people they're just spread out everywhere, just, just everywhere, yeah, <laughs> everywhere. <clears throat> anyway, that's my. 
my rant. <laughs> but still, um, the book itself, Last Jedi, uh, uh, I'm I'm actually you know getting kind of in, kind of enjoying it. I want to see what they do with the with the backstory to kind of help me come to terms with what the Last Jedi did. And I I, I might get an advanced copy of the Blu-ray. I might get an advanced copy. If I do, that'll be the only time. That'll be the, the time when I officially watch The Last Jedi a second time. Then I will, I will, I will give a review then, too. Of, of the, se- the second time. I, I know that, th- that there were quite a few people. I mean, granted, they didn't have the same feeling about it that, that you did, you know, because there's like a reason you didn't have a second viewing. But uh, I know there's a lot of people who said that uh, you you really had to see it a second time to appreciate it. Right. You know, but that's the thing. I um, Yes, that's so I'm I'm going to wait before I put the final the final verdict on my um, on my opinion of it, because I, I mean, we, we talked about this with The Force Awakens. Remember, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't terribly happy with what happened, but it seemed like the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. In fact, I've I've seen The Force Awakens about as as many times as any other Star Wars movie. That's how much I've enjoyed it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, and my, know, huh? you know, my my only review of it is really that um you know when when i saw the prequels i thought well that kind of sucked but maybe the next one will be better and and with both of the new star wars movies i thought oh i'm interested to see what they do next so you know for me i i totally recognize there are a lot of problems there's things i wouldn't have done but uh you know you know that that's my that's my standard so i i i called a win Oh yeah, no, and um, again, I'm <clears throat> I'm not going to be one of those people who is going to cry and say, "Oh, the Last Jedi is a horrible movie. How could you like it? How could you enjoy it? It 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 craps on George Lucas and Star Wars." I mean, no, no, not at all. Um, yes, it's 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 exactly what um, what. Uh, what what the, the 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 I guess the franchise needed at the time because you didn't want to just keep repeating things from the previous films. So now they, here's one thing I haven't <laughs> heard anybody talk about. Um, maybe they have, but I haven't heard it. Uh, so at the time, I know I've 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 seen a lot of people who've gone back and looked at the reviews of The Empire Strikes Back. And that, uh, you know, there, there were a lot of people that were saying the same thing about that that are, you know, saying about The Last Jedi, you know, a lot of the criticisms of it. Um, was Return of the Jedi, was that actually, like, um, was that guaranteed? Or was it dependent on the success of, you know, The Empire Strikes Back? No, you could tell it was... It was you could tell Lucas wanted to make it because oh no no no, no. I, I I know Lucas would have wanted to I, I'm just talking about like from the studio's perspective was that oh. clearly something that was going to happen or was it well you know we'll see how the Empire Strikes Back and does and then we'll decide that's a good question I've, I've actually of everything I've read about it um, you know it didn't I don't know if it really mattered whether um, Empire well First, while Empire Strikes Back is considered the best of the classic trilogy, it certainly didn't make as much money as the first Star Wars did. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, you know, the whole the, the law of diminishing returns. And everyone talks about how great the movie was. But, you know, the first Star Wars still is it uh, exceeds it in box office totals. So, hey, you see, you see, if Star Wars can get another movie, Star Trek should get another movie. 
Right. Yeah. And then and then, of course, you had uh, uh, the 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 uh, discovery of the marketing and uh, merchandising that would come from it. So uh, that that would be the thing that the studio would say, OK, maybe the movie itself isn't going to do so much so well, but we know we're going to be selling posters and memorabilia and, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I'm guessing that was probably the attitude going in. Also, why? George Lucas was brilliant because he got all the money from that sort of thing, you know. That's true. Um, so, uh, uh, in the uh, in the sci-fi uh, universe, there is stuff going on other than Star Wars, believe it or not. Uh, Netflix. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Netflix released the uh, the first trailer for uh, Lost in Space, and uh, I actually had not even heard this was going to be a thing until uh, until. Uh, few weeks ago and, and um, one and one thing really bothers me is that the the robot appears to be some sort of alien creature thing that they find on the planet instead of being something they brought with them you know you can make you can make dr smith a woman who cares you know it's a new character Th this is where i draw the line <laughs> well <clears throat> i am going to have to first um, make a um make a confession here because um, the, the, my, my opinion on Lost in Space might be colored a tad. But um, I know Will Robinson. Oh, you um, do? Yes, the actor that plays Will Robinson. Um, I know his dad. I've, and I've, I met him when he was much younger. But I mean, I know this kid. I know his family. I know his sister, all them. And I'm like, holy crap, it's little Jack. He's Will Robinson. And, um, <laughs> and um, so um, I was kind of, you know, I, I know because uh, I've known that this show has been in um, production for a while. Um, I knew, I knew when they announced it, I remember when they announced it, but then when I found out that he got the role as Will Robinson, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, I'll be and, damned. I, I just pulled up his IMDb and it's his 12 year old Chicago in Maxwell Jenkins. So yeah, he's, yeah, Max, he's, yep. he's from Chicago. You know, little Max. Um, but, um, yeah. And, um, his father, uh, here in Chicago runs the midnight circus. It's a, um, a circus group that does, um, they perform throughout the city of Chicago, uh, uh f as a part of fundraising to help rehab park district areas all around the city. Oh, that's and cool. Jeff. Yeah. Matt Max's dad, Jeff, um, runs it <clears throat> he's a you know great guy um real you know real down-to-earth kind of guy raises kid you know to be really you know charismatic and all that so so when i found out that he was going to be will robinson i was like i am not surprised at all if anything i was you know when i saw the trailer i'm like wow that is the most subdued i've ever seen this kid <laughs> so but anyway, so if you've ever been to the Midnight Circus and seen little Maxwell Jenkins doing his bit, you are seeing a young star. You saw a young star in the making. And um, um, so, yeah, so it's kind of neat. And then when I saw that trailer, there were two. There was a teaser trailer and then there was the um, other trailer that you, you reference uh, where it looked, it looks in, it looked interesting. Um, the It's like the bit with the robot, you're right. 
Because right in the original Lost in Space, the robot was kind of like the Rosie, right? Of 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 the the Robinson family, you know, kind of did work around the the ship and stuff. Pretty pretty much, yeah. And you know, um, you know so obviously it wasn't something that they that they found on the. Uh, on the uh, on the island or or the planet because you know it's, it's Gilligan's Island in space. Let's let's be honest, right? Um, yeah. So, so now I I haven't seen it obviously because it it hasn't come out yet. But uh, that you know that that's a that's a that's a big change in the in the mythos. I, I think uh, maybe that wasn't such a great idea, but we'll we'll see what they do with it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and again, we're assuming it's an alien robot. I mean, for all we know, it could have been like an alien intelligence got into the the Jupiter the Jupiter 2's um, uh, uh, computer or whatever and then animated something, made something like it was like reaching out to the Robinsons and trying to make contact with them. I don't know. And, and, the, and the one other thing that I thought of, you know, which which could certainly be the case uh, based on what we know in the trailer is that, you know, perhaps he was stored in a locker somewhere else on the ship and, and you know, they just hadn't seen him yet. Right. So the thing came out and they're like, oh, look, uh, Let's just use this thing that no one knew about, but is really advanced. And, no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and it's worth pointing out that uh, they've they've gone Starbuck on Doctor Smith. Uh, Parker Posey plays uh, plays uh, Doctor Smith, and she Dr. she's Smith. she's probably the you know really the only big name person on on the cast at this point. Which, if it was anyone else, I might be a little miffed. But I love Parker Posey. And 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 I can see her playing a Doctor Smith type character. Yeah, I mean, if the character is going to be exactly the same or you know pr- pretty close to the original, I uh, you know I, I think she can pull that off. Because I mean, we saw Gary Oldman do his imitation of a Doctor Smith, you know, pretty much aping the Doctor Smith from the old TV series. Yeah, you know, which, by so. the way, he's he's a guy who can who can do that. Oh yeah, and it was great. He did really well. Um, Everything so, else kind of sucked, but you know, <laughs> is Jim Gordon. I'm sorry, need a little little help on that. But, uh, it, but he, he can also, I mean, he can also pull off Winston Churchill. Who knew that? Well, when you fill them up with, you know, put that much um, prosthetic and makeup on me, I can play Winston Churchill. Okay, I can't, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you, you look like him, though, that they can pull I that off. Like him. Yeah, so what are you going to do? So, so yeah, in the end, I, I agree with you. I can see where um, it seems like they're kind of really fudging with things. But, you know, I mean, you can only, like, reap Again, it's like with, with uh, The Last Jedi in Star Wars. You know, do you want to start repeating things all over again like we did with the prequels? Or do you want to take, it, take something and kind of take it in a new direction and try to have, you know, make it fresh and different and innovative? Yeah, and speaking of uh, speaking of robots gone wild, uh, Mackenzie Davis is joining uh, Terminator Six. Now, I, I believe that that makes uh, her Arnold and Linda Hamilton, and that's uh, pretty much it so far. So they're not exactly far along in in making this thing, but um, uh, they they they've sort of hinted at the fact that you're going to get sort of more of like an origin story of the of the Terminator, and um, you know, and they they kind of tried to do that in Terminator Three, but apparently they're acting like everything after 
Terminator 2 just didn't happen, which is which is probably a good idea. Well, <clears throat> that's what they're doing with Roseanne, right? You know, that, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that they're ignoring the last season. Um, you know, I, I'll bet at with, some point James Cameron comes out and says, "Hey, you know, if Roseanne can do this, so can we." You're gonna be right. Um, uh, Halloween. John Carpenter is doing that with uh, the the new the Halloween three, the new Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, so, and you know J- james cameron is actually involved with this one so you know he he's got i, I think he he can actually say hey you know the, these other three movies i had nothing to do with those <laughs> you know <laughs> so so those, those things those things didn't exist that's fan fiction right uh, but he did he would come out every time and give it his blessing i mean he did that with the last I think the only one he didn't come out and fully endorse was the McG one. Yeah, and no one endorsed that one, right? But then, that, but then the one that the the, the one with um, uh, the one that just uh, Terminator Genesis. I think he in because well now now that I think about it, the only one that Arnold wasn't in was the McG one. Yeah. So, oh, all right. There, I think there's our there there well, is our uh, it, common it, denominator. When Cameron was uh, was talking about Terminator Genesis, I mean, he was talking about like the experience of like the the first you know what is it half hour of the movie where they're sort of you know going through the steps of the original Terminator, and then things change, and I th- he was more talking about how they pulled that off visually, and I think he was one hundred percent right about that. Mm-hmm. It's just once you once you got once you got past those first few minutes, it, then it kind of sucked. No, see, I, I have not seen Terminator Genesis. I mean, you guys, everyone pretty much killed my interest in that. Yeah. Um, now, now, I will say, uh, Amelia Clark as uh, as Sarah Connor was fantastic, but the, the she? but but the story. Well, she 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 managed to look the part, and uh, I, I, I again did great. Up until a, up until about thirty minutes into the movie, and then after that, it, it just sucked because it, it was like, like it's like they had thirty minutes of like setting things up that were actually like really well done, and then they just had no idea what to do with it. Well, it's like a Zack Snyder film, exactly. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, and I mean, uh, if and if I remember correctly, Je- Terminator Genesis was was like a kind of like they Star Trek. They Star Trek beyond it, or Star Trek into darkness. It right. It's like it's an alternate timeline. Yeah. Right? No, I mean they they really sort of J.J. Abrams rebooted it. You know, where, yeah. where they 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 sort of like found a halfway point of saying, well, yeah, all this stuff that you saw before happened, but but now we're we're changing history, so this is an alternate uh, timeline. And um, right. You know, you know, I get you could have done it, done it and pulled it off, but they just didn't. And and you can James Cameron can easily do that uh, again. Just start it in the future war or whatever, and then have Skynet going back again to change the timeline again. And there you go. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty easy reset button there. It kills me though is that uh, Terminator Genesis had an actual time traveler in it and didn't know how to use him. It, it I mean, was really amazing, yeah, yeah. You know, when you when you waste Matt Smith like that, that's ridiculous. I, that is just I, ridiculous. I think the, the guy really had like only like two minutes of screen time. It was, and, it was really, and he was all over the promotional stuff in the beginning. Yeah, you know. Um, so, so what does it say about me as a fan that no matter how many crappy movies they make, 
as soon as they announce a new one, I'm like, all right, I'm back in. You're no different than any Transformers fan. I mean, <laughs> I mean what happens every time a, a, a Michael Bay makes a Transformers movie and people talk about how horrible his movies are and how could they how could they let Michael Bay make another Transformers movie? I'm never going to go see another Transformers movie, and then he comes, then he does another one, and everyone runs to see it. You know, you still have lines, and so it's like, I right, come on, they're out there. People are out there. I, I'm not sure saying you're no, you're no better or worse than any uh, Transformers fan is actually making me feel better, Elliot. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, well, it's not even Transformers. It's, it's Michael Bay, right? Yeah, you know, being a, yeah. a Michael Bay. Because let's let's not forget, Michael Bay has made other movies. I mean. As horrendous as that movie is, people are constantly talking about Armageddon, you know? Yeah. And, so, uh, well, I, I, uh, it, it is amazing that you can uh, make a movie about Pearl Harbor with a giant budget and everything and screw that up. Oh, yes. That, that, oh, 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 don't even get me. We're, yes. we're literally, you're, you're telling the story of Pearl Harbor and you do such a bad job of it that in order to make it a somewhat complete movie, you have to include the Doolittle Raid. <laughs> That's not good. Oh. Hey, and, and and he did the same thing about with Benghazi. So come on, you know, let's not like let's not like Michael Bay doesn't you know can't screw up any historical you know. That, that's true. Even even, re, even recent history, it's even it's recent amazing. history. Hey, Got to admit, the guy the guy's got talent for for screwing up history, <laughs> for but making it look shiny, makes it look shiny, <laughs> with lots of cuts and well, music I, and I, makes I, makes. I, I will say say this for Pearl Harbor that uh, as a movie, uh, there will be documentaries like in say the next five ten years. You know, once once sort of people have uh, have you know more or less forgotten about the movie, that just use it as you know file footage for you know for Pearl Harbor. Oh, and this is a really I love that bit where you see the kids um, playing um, uh, uh, Little League baseball. They're playing baseball and the and the Japanese bomber just, you know, flies right overhead. And you see I'm like, oh, that's, that's a really cool. Uh, that was a really cool shot. Not really which, cool which by, by the way, that's a really cool shot. Um, it was 755 in the morning. So who was playing baseball? <laughs> see, again, Michael Bay just loves playing with timelines, all for the purposes of telling a story. So. Yes, and whatever story you're listening to, um, you want to you want to hear it the best you can. Uh, so you need to go out and find uh, headphones and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Oh, most definitely, because Tweaked Audio, sponsors of the Geek Counter Geek uh, podcast, offer um, key features like eight colors and styles. You have your mic'd and non-mic'd versions. You have both um, earbud and overhead uh, ear can versions. They are designed to sound great for music and talk. You can use them for co-op gaming. You can use them to um, uh, listen to your MP3 player or just uh, attach them to your phone. They have a noise-reducing design, a lifetime warranty, and if you use the discount code GCG at checkout, you will get 33% off and free worldwide shipping. Again, you cannot 
you cannot overestimate the value of free shipping um, uh, no matter where you are in the world. So if you go to tweakedaudio.com, enter the code GCG, you'll get 33% off free shipping, and the code is not case sensitive. And, of course, uh, once you get those headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio, you'll want to listen to some of the great uh, podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including uh, Minutia, Minutia Men, where uh, Rick and Dave were discussing the ending of The Bachelor, which is which is interesting because they're, they're both dudes and both married, so you wouldn't think they'd be big fans of The Bachelor, but, you know, we're, we're not judging. Well, it, it's like they they can show The Bachelor and then they can turn to their wives and their lady friends and see, say, say to them, see how lucky you are? You don't have to deal with that. See, see you dodged a bullet, didn't you? You know, well, or maybe they just got hit by a bullet, but they don't realize that they're dying. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Dan McNeil and Supervised has, uh, has my old pal uh, Ben Finfer chatting about the Oscars. Um, that... Uh, that's not something you would expect to hear Dan McNeil and Ben Finfer talking about the Oscars. So that to me, that, that piques my interest. And uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you, if Ben Finfer is going to go on Dan McNeil's show to talk the Oscars, we got to have him on our show to talk star Wars. Cause Ben is a big star Wars nerd, just like me. He, and he and I have done March madness themed articles about star Wars. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit miffed at Ben right now. Okay. You know? so, so how about this? Uh, I want to do this uh, thing, the the bot bracket, uh, where we do like a, a you know a March Madness style thing with uh, you know the, the the top robots in sci-fi. How about he can be uh, one of the panelists? Yes, and, and we can, we'll let's get, get Ben. That. Let's bring him on in, and we'll we'll see we'll see if we can set it up so that the 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 robot from the classic Lost in Space goes up against robot from the new Lost in Space. Or, or or the new robot from Lost in Space against a Rosie from uh, from the Jetsons. From the Jetsons. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but Rosie's going to walk into the final eight. Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, and the uh, the Whoa, fake news actually the, the the fake news fairy tale this week is uh, on uh, President Trump's tariffs, and it's a Star Wars themed. So you should like that. Oh, hello. I'm, I'm on that. And uh, speaking of, of Star Wars, and, and you know, obviously we touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but uh, so we had the uh, the finale of, of Star Wars Rebels, and you have not seen it, but as usual, the internets have spoiled everything for you. Spoiled everything for me, and I actually caught the uh, the the coda, the epilogue of Star Wars Rebels on YouTube. And, so and, said, and that, that's what I wanted to talk about anyway. And uh, so, mm -hmm. so you had seen the the previous episode, so you know that Ahsoka was back was back she was plucked out of the time stream by ezra in in a in a fashion that makes absolutely no sense to me and if you're telling me i'm sorry if you're telling me that we are introducing time travel to star wars that is the dumbest idea i've ever heard uh it may very well be especially because you know like we didn't know that she was dead you know, it's not like it's not like we had seen, you know, Vader chopper in half or anything. Um, so, uh, you know, there was really no reason they needed to do that. I mean, they, they could have figured out some, you know, less convoluted way of bringing her back. But I'm glad that they did bring her back. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, since we've already spoiled it, uh, she actually was alive at the Battle of Endor. Uh, they don't say they don't say she fought in it. They say uh, Hera fought in it. 
um, and and Commander Rex. And uh, by the way, that uh, that validated a uh, a fan theory that we actually saw Rex in Return of the Jedi. And you know they they haven't quite they they, they haven't quite uh, you know totally endorsed that theory, but uh, you know I I think they clearly have. Oh yeah, I think Pablo Hidalgo and some of the other folks from StarWars.com have made jokes about it, and when they say they go, oh yeah, no, that works. So hey, you know, it's not like it was that huge. It was a huge deal anyway. Someone made a little connection there, and they were like, oh, let's put them there. I mean, we're gonna gloss over the whole fact that yeah, you had a a you know someone who fought in the previous Clone Wars, you know, around. And and they're just like a grunt uh, in the greatest battle in the in, in the history of the rebellion. We're just gonna like, hey, hey, you you don't know that he was just a grunt. He may have had a very important job. Maybe he just wasn't involved in uh, taking the shield down. Well, I mean, if, he, if he's out of the strike squad, I guess. But I'm just there going, huh. Um, then again, um, in Battlefront, you do learn a lot more about what happened on Endor. If you um, if you play the Battlefront game, they do a lot with that. So it was a little bit more involved than what you saw in the movies. So. But again, yeah. if, I'm a, if I'm a Star Wars movie person and whatever, I, I really shouldn't need to see all those things. But, but then again, I wouldn't have cared if that was the case. Uh, that's, that's true. Uh, I really liked what they did. Um, you know, I, I figured that, um, especially after they had killed Kanan and, you know, because, uh, Ezra actually, you know, was more or less a Jedi Knight at this point. Um, you know, they, they sort of had to, you know, it seemed like they had to get rid of him in some way, just, just, uh, so that, you know, Yoda wouldn't be lying to Luke again when he said, you're, you know, you're the last, the last of the Jedi you will be. Um, but I th- felt like they did they did pretty well with that, and and I was really glad that they didn't bring back Ahsoka just to like have her die in the in the finale. That she actually made it through, and um, you know every, everybody's uh, everybody's favorite uh, Padawan. You know she she's still out there somewhere. She's out there, and, and I'm guessing that now that Rebels is gone, and you have a talent like Dave Filoni there, you, you can't just have him sitting around with nothing to do. I mean, I know he says he has more projects or other things coming up um, that he's figuring out. And you have now this all this territory in the time between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens now to tell stories with the backdrop of, of Luke Skywalker rebuilding the Jedi Order and failing. And I, I just hope at some point um, in all this that... They finally get Mark Hamill to work on a Star Wars animated series because he has been doing everything except for Star Wars, which, um, you know, which really to me makes no sense. Yeah, well, it was kind of tough for, uh, you know, with with Rebels, certainly. I mean, they, they managed to sneak Leia in there for an episode. Uh, which was which was a cool uh, cool thing to do, but there, you know, based on uh, on Luke's life at that point, there was no place where they could they could really, you know, do anything with him. So uh, you know, but but if 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 that's where we're where we're stopping, you know, right after the Battle of Endor, which is where you know sort of the coda left us, then yeah, I could see because I, I know they've they've already um, they've already trademarked Star Wars Resistance, so you know. 
either that's going to be, you know, their next animated project, which, you know, seems like it could theoretically involve involve uh, Luke, uh, or that's going to be the John uh, Favreau thing that he's just been hired to write and produce because that's going to be the new live action TV series that's going to be on Disney's new digital platform. So basically, that's the Star Trek Discovery to, to Disney's platform. You know, sort of the, the same idea. Which, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, could we be seeing um, history repeating as it did with Star Trek when Paramount thought they could crank out Star Wars movies? I mean, I'm sorry, Star Trek movies and also have a television series on and and expect people to support both um it, it, and, and in the end they they discovered it it just didn't work that way well see see now here's the thing and um um you know maybe star trek isn't the best example but but marvel definitely where uh i mean marvel geez you, so you've got a, a movie coming out you know what like twice a year or something I mean, it's not it's not even once a year. They've got like two Marvel movies coming out a year, and then they've got what like four or five TV series all going out at once. You know, that's a little much. But I think, you know, and and I, and I know that like all of them have actually done pretty well. It's not like suddenly Marvel is seeing you know all their profits go down because there's just you know Marvel overexposure. But um, you know, Star Wars. I, I think if they if they play their cards right, I think they can they can pull it off. Because if you've got like a movie every year and you keep it at that at that pace, that's that's a lot, but it's not you know that that's not uh, overly burdensome. Um, and then you have a live action series and maybe a uh, an animated series at the same time. That's a significant amount of content for people to to look at and enjoy. But I don't think it's too much that that anybody's going to really be, uh, you know, they're they're going to have Star Wars overload. Uh, maybe I'm getting old, but I feel like I'm having Star Wars overload. <laughs> well, I, I I thought about this this thing. It, it's like um, it, it's like a MLB expansion. You know, because, uh, you know, like in the 60s, there were only 15 teams. And so, you know, the people that made it to the big leagues, they obviously, you know, they were the best of the best. And then when you started adding teams, you got to like 30. Well, yeah, the best of the best still make it. But so do the people who probably should have been bagging groceries. And uh, it's sort of, the, you know, it's, it's the same thing that, uh, you know, at some point, you know, like, like the, the stories that they've decided to tell up until this point have all been pretty good you know their jury's obviously still out on on solo until we see that uh everybody seems to hate it already but but that's beside the point um you know i i I just i just don't think that that would be that would be too much content for people especially you know i mean geez you do the you do the live action uh series in the fall and they you know the uh, fall and winter and you do uh you know you do the other one in the uh in the spring and summer and you got I, I think you got it spaced out enough. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I'm going to go back on myself now and say it's not like anyone's putting a gun to my head and making me go watch every, you know, every um, Star Wars project that's out there. Just like no one's making me go out and watch every um, 
every um, Marvel project that's out there or anything else. So I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for for seasons now. Um, I've yet to watch the second season of Jessica Jones. I never finished oh, Iron that, Fist. That's been like a that's know. been like a week, Elliot. Where have you been? Yeah, I know, but everybody else is like, oh, I just watched Jessica Jones season two. It's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, all right. I'm still and, and I love how, how we live in uh, we live in this age now with binge watching where when people say I just watched the se- the second season of Jessica Jones, they literally mean they just watched the entire second season of, of Jessica Jones. Yes, like they, it came out like on, on a Monday night and Tuesday, you know, Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon. They're like, yep, I'm done. And then and I want to talk about it with somebody, somebody else binge watch it. So I don't have to worry about spoilers and oh, whatever. <laughs> so, so um, uh, yeah, so I guess at this point I'll be like, eh. Because mind you, not only do you have the um, the 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 John Favreau stuff on television, and you're gonna have another animated series. You got Ryan Johnson doing his trilogy. You got the uh, you got uh, the uh, Game of Thrones guys doing their yeah. own trilogy. You still yeah, but, have but, the, but, the one shot films. Yeah, you but know, but, like, but here's here's the thing about uh, about Ryan Johnson and the the Game of Thrones guys is you know that's sort of back to my uh my point earlier that's still only going to be one movie a year you don't know that i mean you, they might decide to start knocking out two a year because marvel like you said they were doing two but this year we're getting three marvel films okay this year we got black panther of, of um, avengers infinity war and ant-man and the wasp okay so they're going back to that 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 well quite a few times, and you can only space out movies so far into the future. I mean, you can't say you know going into pre-production on something, and and Disney's already announced stuff through 2020, right? You know, and they sh- they shook up the lineup again. Poor DC Comics. <laughs> it just hit me that they actually pulled stuff off their schedule after the Justice League movie, and and, and it's like DC and, and Lucasfilm. You know, the Disney they looked at um, Disney and uh, Marvel looked at it and went. Ah, well, that makes more room for us now. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll take that release date. Thank you very much. You know. <laughs> so, I, uh, and by the way, since since you brought it up, you know, Infinity Wars was moved up a week. So does that yes. mean they they move up uh, they they move up solo so that it can come out on May the fourth? No, that that's a, there was talk there was talk about that, but I think no, they moved Infinity War up. Because I know Deadpool is supposed to be coming out in May as well. So you've got Infinity War, you've got Deadpool, and then you've got Solo. So it's like everybody's like it's the lot. It's becoming a conga line of Star Wars and superhero and Marvel superhero movies. You know, it's like one after another, after another, after another. And and see, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna it's gonna. I, okay, I do not want to see any hot takes about how superhero movies are failing because they're not making as much money as they did before. All right? Because you, you could only put out so many superhero movies and expect them to make, you know, a billion dollars or whatever, like Black Panther just did. So. Well, yeah. Well, I know, there was a lot of buzz about Black Panther, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, like we, we had had this conversation before where I said, you know, like, I didn't think that the... Um, 
you know, like I, I think that the 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 Marvel characters that they had they had wheeled out up up to that point, um, you know, they they were all like iconic things, like you know, the Hulk and uh, and Thor and and uh, Captain America. And I thought that when you when you started to like pile on characters like Black Panther and get into like you know sort of the second phase of of introducing uh, people that maybe people wouldn't be along for that ride in the same way and they would start to see diminishing returns but you know black panther he uh they're doing pretty good yes but let's let's be honest it's because that was it was tapping into a a heretofore untapped market you know the only person who was making these types of movies for this particular for this demographic and let's say it you know we have the the you know the 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 black minority uh that that is yearning for stuff that speaks out to them that's not you know a medea movie you know um and i mean and don't get me wrong i'm i i, I don't want to i don't want to speak disparagingly of tyler perry who who is an incredible you know entrepreneur filmmaker the guy's got his own studio and he recognized that whole bit that you know what you know the black community wants movies tailored for it that mm-hmm. speaks to the culture so that is you know a great thing I, I'm just like I'm not, I'm not going gee Tyler Perry dude you could have made a superhero movie you could have been you could have been on this first you know yeah so, he really could have and I, and I you know, know I, I, I would actually would have been interested to see that right right or he could have been involved with you know the, the black Black Panther production or anything else, but anyway, so but so Black Panther tapped into that, and that was it was brilliant on Marvel's part. Although I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sure even they didn't realize the kind of of return they were going to get on this. And I'm sorry, the Black first Black Panther, huge, it's going to go go over huge. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful, I, and I do not mean this to disparage it, but I will be shocked. shocked I say if Black Panther 2 does near the numbers that Black Panther 1 does I will be shocked because it's like going to be that I don't think it's going to get that same kind of buzz so then it's going to be Marvel's got to figure out the next thing they want to hit on you know I mean mm-hmm. they, they I'm sorry they missed it with Iron Fist you know you had an entire Asian market you could have been tapping into but when you insist on making Iron Fist a whiny rich boy you know, rich white kid from New York. Uh, boy. I mean, well, if the, unless you want to resurrect Shang-Chi, master of Kung Fu, you know, they can do that. Uh, yes, they could. I, I don't know that they will. So as we, uh, <laughs> as we, as, as we head into the, the roster fill era of Star Wars, um, what, what do you think, uh, pr- prediction time here, uh, what, what do you think will be the, uh, the first, Star Wars movie that's released, and you just go, you know what? I'll, I'll catch it on Blu-ray. It's okay. I'll, I'll catch oh, it on man. Netflix. Uh, uh, I don't know, because I'll tell you right now. I mean, I'm sure my attitudes can change. Um, but once we get past the this Skywalker trilogy, you know, the the resolution of, you know, of the, the Rey saga, so to speak, um, you're really going to have to work to get my interest back. Because to me, you know, I, I do not, again, if you love all this other stuff that's been going on with Rebels and Clone Wars and, 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 and you know, you want to get on the Ahsoka train, all this, I am not going to begrudge you that. But, um, you know, for me, I was always about the Skywalkers. So, 
Well, it's amazing that that mm-hmm. headline just uh, broke and popped up on Twitter. They're uh, they're actually the 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 live action series is actually going to be centered on Ahsoka, and it's going to be on her uh, time conducting a train. It's going to be called the Ahsoka Train. Was that funny? No. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gabatron. Badoom boom.